Hello and welcome to The Witch Source. I am Whitney and I'm here with Phoenix Rose. Hi. <laughs> and uh, Sister Courtney is not joining us tonight. She had some stuff come up and that's okay. She said roll on without her, so we are. And so we are continuing in our Claire series and tonight we're actually going to mix up three into this one um, episode. And we will be talking about Claire Gustance, Claire Aliens, and Claire Empathy. So this should be fun. Hopefully you guys learn something new. So that's uh, tasting shit, smelling shit, and feeling shit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is it in a nutshell. <laughs> All right. So Claire Gustance is the psychic ability to receive information through taste. And clear aliens is the psychic ability to receive informa information through smell. And really, this one is mostly used when interacting with spirits and during mediumship readings is when you're probably going to see these come up the most. So I don't feel like they're too overly common. I don't think they're really talked about a whole lot either. No, probably not. No, it's it's not really... It's not common, I guess, really. It's just something that happens every now and again. Yeah, and probably some people, you know, like they'll smell something and or they'll taste something, but they don't ever make an association of, hmm, maybe something's trying to talk to me. Right. <laughs> maybe this is a message. Maybe this is a sign of some sort. Um, and they probably didn't even realize that they're actual clairs. So maybe they're, you know, something new here for someone. Um, but I do like to throw in the magical side of it being a, we are the witch source. Um, you can actually use these when you're doing your spell crafting. So you might, if you're working on a spell or trying to craft something, you might, uh, if you're working with a, a deity or, you know, a, a god or a goddess, they might gift you with certain scents or tastes. Um, to give you an idea of what they would like for you to use when working with them. So you might smell a certain herb, a certain incense, a certain oil, um, or, you know, or taste a certain um, herb. And that can be a, a clue as to, okay, yeah, that's what I need um, for, for this particular spell. Or maybe that's a, a certain scent that a deity would prefer you to use when you're working with them. So you can take that and, you know, pay attention when you're doing your spell crafting or working with your, your God or goddess or goddesses. Right. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So, and just see if they'll, they'll tell you, you know, and if you don't, if it's, if it's not happened to you, um, if that's never happened to you, you can always ask, you know, sit with them, whatever, however you commune with your, um, deity of choice and just say, you know, is there a certain herb or incense or oil that, you know, you would like for me to use when working with you and see what comes up. You might be right. pleasantly surprised. Or give me a smell or a taste to let me know when you're around. Exactly. So once you can, you know, get that association, you know, then when you need them, you know that they're there because you'll, you'll pick up on that scent. So that's just taken it a step further into the magical realm. So something to think about. Yeah. Um, but some, okay. So if we're talking about like experiences, maybe that 
people have had. Um, Rose, do you have any that you want to share as far as experiences with taste or smell? I know, um, like for me, I know when my mother's father is around, so my papa, when he's around, I will smell pipe tobacco because he always smoked cherry tobacco in his pipe. So if I smell cherry tobacco, pipe, smoke, I know that that's, you know, that's my papa. He's around, he's hanging out. Um, that's probably one of the biggest ones I think I've ever really had as far as, you know, having a spirit come around and hang out and give me any kind of scent or smell. Okay. So, okay. We're doing smell. Sorry. <laughs> either one, either one. Um, let's see. Um, my dad used to smoke a type of tobacco that I've smelled off and on. Um, another one, strangely, I was smelling a smell and it was like, that is so Bengay. It's like, why does that smell like Bengay? <laughs> that <laughs> muscle rub stuff. Yeah. So I was like, why do I keep smelling that? <laughs> Did you find out who it's associated with or what it was? No. Uh -uh. <laughs> so just something or someone's around you and you're, you're sensing it, you're smelling it? I'm smelling Bengay. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, did you have a, a family member used it or like a grandfather? Or I have no idea. <laughs> Just one that shows up. <laughs> yeah. Didn't really know my family that much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, then that would make sense. Um, I know sometimes people will smell perfumes. Um, that's a common one. Like if you, if your mother or grandmother had a certain perfume, you may smell that and that's to let you know that they're near you or with you. Interestingly enough, though, sometimes you'll smell um, like smoke or fire. You can smell like something's burning, but when but then there's nothing burning, right? Like you can't find a source for it. Um, and a lot of times that can be a message, you know. Oh. Um, and electrical. <laughs> Throwing that one out there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It came up. Do you want to share? Oh, my, my blob in my closet. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a smell that um, went with that. The I have a blob in my closet that doesn't want to talk and it doesn't want to communicate. And, <laughs> and that was one of the, the things that it presented with it was like an electrical smell. Yeah. Strange. So, I mean, it, it, and there are some strange ones. And, of course, then you've got some like. Um, so what went with the whole example was there more to it <laughs> with the electrical yeah was there like uh, if, if you, you smell this it could be this <laughs> well okay so obviously first off if you're smelling anything like smoke or fire or electrical you want to make sure you there's no source for it right like there's not some obvious thing going on like yes yeah, so check you know, that <laughs> right like okay well, there's no issues nothing's on fire there's nothing electrical burning somewhere um, and once you, you know, ruled that out and now you're looking at the metaphysical side of things and possibilities, um, it could be a number of things. So, you know, having these clears, you really want to pull in your other, you know, psychic senses to figure out, okay, was there something here before that burned? Right. You know, could it be residual? Right. Exactly. The residual. Yeah. So it could be something that was 
there before that had burned down. Um, there could be some kind of a history with the land. Um, there could be something with, you know, electrical that went wrong in the past in the house, maybe where you're at. And yeah, so it's totally possible that some of this stuff is residual. Um, and it's just lingering, you know, sometimes like if you move into a new home and there's this odd sense throughout the home, it doesn't mean anything to you, but you keep smelling them maybe in the same places, um, maybe at different times or the same time, it could be residual energy or it could just be, you got a haunting. And that's where it <laughs> hangs out. And that's where it hangs out and you're smelling it, smelling it when it's around. Um, and that's just one of your clairs that you're able to pick up and sense that, okay, there's something here. There's something going on. Right. So. No, this, um, this smell definitely came from this entity. It had an electrical outline and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which I still, we still have to figure out more about what's going on with that. But <laughs> I'm to play detective here. Figure out what what's is going it? On. What is it? <laughs> um. Some people will get a metallic taste in their mouth, um, and that can be a sign. Um, and really, all of these can mean so many different things, right? I mean, there's there's a wide variety of possibilities. And I know one of the most common ones that you'll hear about is sulfur, right? That smell of sulfur. Mm -hmm. uh, typically associated with some kind of evil entity or demon. Of course, why not? <laughs> You know, brimstone and all that good stuff. <laughs> right, right. So that's something to be aware of. If you're smelling that, you might want to, you know. Play with your demons a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Figure out, like, okay, what's going on? Who's here? How did you get here? Why are you here? What do I need to do? Or are you just in the wrong place? Right? Because <laughs> you could be out somewhere and come across these scents and, you, and smells and tastes of stuff. And they're not right. Like, you know okay, maybe I don't need to be here, you know, based on what you're, you're picking up. So doesn't necessarily have to apply to something trying to communicate with you. And it doesn't necessarily have to apply to just you personally or in your home or space. I mean, you can pick up stuff, you know, out and about. I mean, you think about, I mean, I haven't really been on too many like of the haunted tours and stuff, but I'm sure that these really haunted places and these tours, people that are highly um, psychic and, and have, their clairs turned on, especially these, they are probably picking up on all kinds of weird scents and smells and tastes. And it could be overwhelming if this, if these clairs are turned on for them. Right. You might not like what you find. <laughs> <laughs> you might be like, wow, this, this place is gross. Let me get out of here as fast as I can. <laughs> right. Like one day we were out for a drive and I come across the house and I was like, overwhelmed with everything and I just start rattling things off blah 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 this 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 and then like crap a year later I was watching some haunted program and they went to the house and they're like oh this 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 happened and I'm like aha I was right <laughs> really yeah it was the SK Pierce house really it's here in Gardner and toy and well in Gardner I don't know what it they don't want to call it toy town because that's Washington but yeah, here in Gardner, Massachusetts, there's the SK Pierce house. I believe I'm saying it right. And we were driving around in Gardner one day and he took me down to the road. And all of a sudden this big giant house was in front of me. And I was like, oh my God, 
oh my God. And I just started getting hit with stuff. And I'm like, there's a little boy up there. He goes between that window, that window. There was witchcraft, really bad, dark witchcraft in the basement. There's a, a mean lady and stuff like this that's also in the house. And I started, you know, I don't quite remember exactly what it was said, but I was and then, of course, the the empath kicked in and I got the the feelings that were connected to the property and we're driving away and it was like, OK. And then, yeah, I was watching a haunted program and I looked it up and it went a little deeper into like what? Because people have gone and investigated the house and they're okay. like, there's a little boy upstairs. He's been seen between this window and this window. They had some haunted tours and they found people in the basement with a Ouija board and like um, pentagrams trying to call forth stuff. So I was like, oh, wow. I was like, oh, my God, I was right. <laughs> That's nice to get that validation, though. That's cool. Right. I have no idea. And then. Absolutely. Had right, no, right. Had no clue about that mansion at all. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, my gosh, that's the house. <laughs> that is cool. That is super, super neat. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's fun. You can definitely it would be so cool to be able to experience something like that and like have that, you know, that booster right? of like, yeah, yeah, I was right. And then awesome. like, right, yeah, that was pretty neat. I was like, I told um, my man about it and I was like, oh, I watched this program. I was so right. That's awesome. So they do say that the taste is a little more rare than the smell. So I think it's, you know, you can get the smells a lot more frequently. And, and that's been my experience as well. I pick up on smells a lot more than I do taste, but taste is also there. Um, you know, and, and that can be associated again, going back to working with spirits. And I think mediums use it probably a lot more as well too. Um, so for example, if you're working with, and doing like some mediumship work with a loved one and they were a smoker, you will smell and even maybe taste the cigarette. Um, I know after my uncle passed and he came through to talk to my mom, he wanted a cigarette so bad and he smoked from like 12 years old until he died in his sixties. So, and he was like a chain smoker, literally one right after the other. Um, and when he came through, I, the craving that filled me for a cigarette was so overwhelming. It was, it was so strong that like, like he wanted me to go get up while we, he's talking to my mother and go smoke the cigarette for him. Um, so I don't know if he could have enjoyed that through me or not. I don't know, but he wanted <laughs> one so bad that I could smell it. I could taste it. I could like feel it, you know, the in your fingers and, you know, so he wanted to jump your ass and enjoy that cigarette. <laughs> I yes, he probably did. He was probably like, "I need a cigarette. Let's can we go smoke while we do this?" <laughs> so I kind of regret can... that I didn't, you know, go do that and just give him that moment of okay, enjoy the cigarette, you know. But but there again, I knew it was him. You know, I knew it was a family member. I wasn't like worried about okay, who's this strange entity talking to me coming through that wants to, you know. I don't know you and I go smoke cigarettes. <laughs> right, right. I don't know well enough to go smoke a cigarette for you. No, no. Um, but no, I did kind of regret not giving him that. <laughs> so 
If you're not familiar with these or you're interested in trying to develop some of these um, or open up more to these particular clairs, there are a few things that you can try. Um, so I would go back and start with any kind of scents or smells um, from your childhood. And what you want to do is look at those and match them um, to what memories they bring up and what kind of emotions they bring up. And that will start to build a database for which spirit can use to communicate with you and give you signs um, and talk to you, or maybe even give you some kind of warnings if necessary, right? Your spirit guides can even then use this, this database to, to communicate with you. So, you know, are there scents or smells that when you were a kid that you might would associate with maybe being in danger, um, maybe scents or smells associated with being uh, comforted? Um, and, you know, just any ones that you can think of, because I know sometimes we run across different smells or different tastes, and we do. We have that childhood memory attached to it, and sometimes that memory is linked to a range of emotions, you know, joy, fear, anxiety, happiness, love. So, but you can start to just first become aware of and pay attention to um, what those associations are. And just bringing that back to the forefront of your mind when you're working on developing these clairs and your psychic abilities, it just lets the universe, it lets your spirit team um, know that this is something that you're open to and that you kind of want to play play around with some more. So that's a way to, you know, just just start like, what would it, what would it mean? What would some of these mean for you? And same thing with taste, right? So like if there was a favorite meal that um, a loved one used to make and what kind of feelings did that bring for you? Um, and what kind of people, you know, were, were around maybe when you had certain gatherings um, or had certain meals, things like that. And just building that database and saying, okay, I've brought this back to my mind. Here it is. It's available um, for use. And then you can also ask for signs, you know, um, and start paying attention, of course. So once you start with diving into what are these past memories, what are these um, connections, these triggers, these signals that you maybe already have within you, then ask um, your your team, your spirit guides to work with you on helping um, develop them. So then you have to pay attention because, you know, if you're starting to get weird sense or taste, you can't just dismiss it. It's them doing what you asked. Right. <laughs> <work> with you. <laughs> um, Let's see. So, okay. And as you're doing that and you develop kind of that database, then you can also like start to use it on picking up information. So this is kind of a weird, fun little thing to think about, but like, does anger have a certain taste or smell for you? And again, ah. baby, step it. baby step it, right? But once you get to this level, like, does anger have a certain taste or smell? Um, does somebody being um, deceitful or dishonest maybe have a certain taste or smell? Um, is somebody who truly loves you or has, you know, your best interests at heart, would that have a certain taste or smell? Because then you can use those particular clairs when you're interacting with other people to be able to pick up on through, you know, again, working with your spirit team and using the clairs to know this person's lying or this person's hiding something or this person, 
is being truthful. You know, what could you associate with being a scent or a taste of honesty, sincerity? So just some things to try. Um, and then we also talk about, you know, the, as far as smells go, like you can say, like, sometimes you can, you can smell an attraction that people have for each other. Right. Like, but then you get kind of into like the pheromones and stuff, but it's a heightened sense of smell. Like that's there. Um, people, Oh, and this was one I wanted to mention. Um, like if somebody really, really dislikes you and they really hate you, um, and they really want you dead when you're around them, you might taste dirt in your mouth. <laughs> right. But you don't know if you don't pay attention, right? Like you got to start paying attention and, you know, or that metallic taste in your mouth. If somebody's really angry at you, you might get that metallic, metallic taste in your mouth when you're talking to somebody like, you know, they just kind of give you that, you, uh. know, you know, that like, like jealousy. I could see jealousy kind of being like leaving a sour taste in your mouth. Right. Um, so just some fun things to try and see what happens when you're out interacting and maybe work on building some of this up. So, and then some other things like um, medical intuitives, for example, they can smell sickness on people. Um, kind of like animals. <laughs> I was just going to say something, but yeah, you got it. Just like animals. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so they've got a dog's nose. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, because I mean, they do, they can smell and it is, it's their, they're using their clair to be able to smell that there is an illness, whether that be infection or a cancer. And, you know, death has its own smell as well. Death has, if, if you've ever experienced it, and I have, unfortunately, but death has its own smell. And you can smell death on people when, when they are close to dying. So, so it's just some no, interesting yeah. things to think about and know that it is one of the, you know, your Claire kicking in, you know, and it is a gift. And the more you work with it, the more you are open to it, the more you interact with it, the stronger it becomes. Exactly. And it can potentially be very beneficial. Right. It's one of them um, underestimated Claire's. I definitely think so. Yeah. I mean, if you're just at the wrong place at the wrong time and you're getting bombarded with sense and smell saying, leave, don't be here, you know, or get away from these people. I mean, you know, if your Claire audience isn't turned on, you know, if your clairvoyance isn't turned on, if you're not getting the messages and that's the only way your team has to get to you that you need to get the heck out of wherever you're at, you know, you want to know so you can pay attention. Right. So, yeah, I think it can be very useful, but there's just not, not a whole lot to go into on those. So that's why we kind of lumped them together. Um, but Rose, did you have anything you wanted to add on on those? No, uh -uh. like I say, it's another one of those underestimated ones that we don't really pay attention to or think about or even think it's important. I mean, it's just smelling right. and tasting. Like right. it's not pictures and hearing and feeling. <laughs> right. It's not the big ones everybody wants. Right. <laughs> but these little ones seem actually really cool. Especially they are really when you cool. 
when you explain it like that. I think they're pretty cool. And if, especially if, you know, if you want to develop your gifts further and take it to a point of doing some kind of, you know, psychic reading or mediumship type stuff, those are actually very, very useful um, in, in those settings, because a lot of times that's going to be one of the ways that you're going to get validation, you know, from whoever the person is that you're trying to get a message through. You know, if you say, oh, I'm smelling Chanel number five, and this person's loved one only wore Chanel number five, and there's no way you could have known that. Right. They're well, going to give that to you. Right. And it's like um, me with doing that one reading when I was smelling lilacs outside the window and there was yeah. a light, there was a lilac bush outside the window or was it? Yeah, it was lilacs. Exactly. Exactly. So it was just an extra thing that you were able to add to the experience, but also extra validation for you. You know, they were able to confirm that and right. So, you know, certain things like that, like it, it, they can be useful. I, I think it's, I wanted to talk on them, of course, and touch on them and, and at least bring it to people's attention so they can either say, hey, yeah, I actually do have that. I do have some experience with that or, you know, at least think about it so that they can use it as they continue to develop and right. they're not surprised by it later. Like, you know, now they know it's a thing. <laughs> or if they've had an experience here and there, they to try and develop it further. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, you guys, we are going to move on to clear empathy. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is a, this is a big one. Um, it's a fun one. Okay. So I wanted to start off by first off, what is the difference between sympathy, empathy, and then clear empathy. So first off, sympathy, because a lot of people can have, I mean, and they, you've got people out there that are just kind of dead to all their emotions and they just don't care about anything. We don't have any empathy. They don't have any sympathy. They ain't got nothing going on. Um, but sympathy is something a lot of people can have. And sympathy is having an understanding from your own perspective of another person's emotions. So it's being able to say like, Oh, my dog died. And you go, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I know how that feels. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just being able to say, yeah, I get it. it but it's more of a, I understand the mental side of it. So the difference then with empathy is that empathy is the ability to understand, but also share in those feelings. Ah, see, I jumped ahead. <laughs> no, no. So no, you're, no, you're exactly right. Sympathy would be like, you know, somebody saying my dog died and oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, you know, and understanding why they're upset. But somebody with empathy, that would be perfect sympathy, but somebody with empathy would be crying with you. So it would be, oh my gosh, you know, your dog died. And all of a sudden you're sharing in on those same feelings and you're crying too. So it's not just a, I understand. I'm so sorry. I feel bad that your dog died. It's, 
I'm hurting with you. Um, so it takes it to a deeper level. So it's not just having the understanding, but it's actually feeling the feelings as well. And that is what the empathy piece is. So sympathy is just understanding it. Empathy is feeling it as well. So, and actually like really being concerned and caring and, and having the emotion there as well for that person. Not just going through the motions. Right, right. So then we have clear empathy. So clear empathy takes it a whole nother level past sympathy and empathy. So the definition I have for clear empathy is the psychic ability of experiencing someone's emotions and energy physically within their body. And so that's the difference. It's like you're, you're not just having the empathy, like feeling the sadness with them. You are really, truly, deeply feeling the sadness with them. And that is the difference between just having empathy and the clear empathy. It's also truly known as being a, sorry, <laughs> just button in there. I was going to say also known as um, being an empath. Right. Yes. So if you're an empath, you are using your clear empathy ability. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for adding that. In. <laughs> well, um, I was like, you know, I'm like, okay, uh, the clear empathy. I was like, okay, well, that sounds just like being an empath. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. so that's like the technical term to be right. an empath. <laughs> right. And, and that's what we hear a lot anymore is I'm an empath, but it is actually a clear Right. So, and, and that's, that's what you're tapping into. You know, that's what, that's what empaths are tapping into is, is that psychic side of it, that psychic ability um, of, of being able to receive and feel and take on all of that energy and that emotion within. So, and there are people out there that can have empathy for people, but not on a clear empathy level. Right. So they're not on empath. They can have empathy and they can feel bad for you um, and feel bad with you, but they're not going to the level of an empath that they're experiencing so much within their own being as well. Right. So um, clear empathy is a receptive clear because you are receiving the information or the energy from the other person. Um, but this can also be used projectively in magic. Oh, so again, sticking with the magical side of things, you can use this uh, clear empathy ability to send energy out um, and onto a person. So while typically an empath is going to be using this in a manner of purely receptive and technically speaking, it is a receptive um, clear, you can reverse it and use it projectively in magic. So oh. that <laughs> that's <laughs> interesting. It is. So you're, you would essentially be like pushing feelings, thoughts, or emotions onto other people. Um, I got to try that. <laughs> it's like so they push you, them on me. <laughs> that's how you would use it magically. Um, a lot of your persuasion spells um, would use that. 
and glamour spells and glamour persuasion manipulative spells like if you're trying to get something to go your way um if you're trying to yeah influence things Mm -hmm. yep so but that would be this particular type of clear that you are using and it's also helpful if you need to say tap into an energy so let's say you want to call in a certain energy to be able to use for spell work so we would be back to the receptive side of it of course but you would be calling in using clear empathy the energy that you want to then use within your spell work that makes sense Being we are the witch source, we're not just covering the um, the psychic Most, side. We are covering the magical side. I was gonna, just going to say that. We are the witch source after all. So we do do magic. It is the magic that we that's are what all we're about. about. <laughs> <laughs> that's us. <Yeah>. Ta-da. <laughs> yes, all we right, do so. stir the cauldrons. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> So just to give a final example, uh, in case anybody's still kind of like, what? I don't get it. Um, so look at grief as an example, right? A lot of people have some, some sort of experience with grief, okay? So if we're looking at somebody who's grieving, somebody who is has sympathy for someone who's grieving would say, oh, they just lost so-and-so. You know, that's why they're upset, and I understand no emotion. That's the sympathy. Empathy is you feel so bad for that person because you know what it feels like to lose somebody. Right. That you feel it. Right. And then the Claire empathy takes that a step further that you physically feel your heart breaking with theirs. Right. I was going to say the empathy is more like from your perspective Mm-hmm. And the Claire empathy is actually you're feeling them. Yes, exactly, exactly. So that's that's the biggest difference between the empathy and the Claire empathy is that you actually are taking that on. You are feeling that heartbreak and you are crying with them <laughs> in their grief. Um, and yes, you're right. That is that is the biggest difference. So. Again, a lot of people can have sympathy, a lot of people can have empathy, but then those who are empaths and use that clear empathy, it really, really is super, super strong um, emotions that end up being received. And it really takes a lot of practice to start discovering if you really are truly an empath or if you're just, you have empathy for people. and. Right learning how to decipher between is this my emotions or is this somebody else's emotions? That's the hardest thing. Absolutely. That is the hardest part. (laughs) And I find that very difficult for myself there in the beginning, especially, but I've gotten to a point where it's like, nope, that's not my feelings. Like "Mm -mm, this ain't mine. Go ahead. You do what you do, but I know this ain't mine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it takes, it takes a lot of time actually to, to learn the difference and um, it takes practice. It really does take practice. So there are multiple levels to the clear empathy. Okay. So depending on what level you are, it's going to be harder or easier for you to learn to 
differentiate between your energy and another person's energy. So like a surface level em empath, okay, can pick up on anxiety, fear, joy, sadness, happiness, um, depression, and they pick this up based on who they are around, right? So if they're in close proximity to somebody, they can pick up and start feeling those emotions. Um, but that's the key. They have to be around people. So while yes, it can be hard, that's very much like the beginning levels of, of having that clear empathy and being an empath is that yes, you are picking up on the emotions and the energy of who and what's around you, right? Now, this can go to a deeper level of once you have built connections with people, then it goes a further distance, right? You don't have to be necessarily in a room with somebody to pick up on what's going on with them. There, then it can be you have a connection with someone. So, you know, when something's off with them, you feel it before you even know it. And a lot of times you see this like with um, mothers and their children, how mothers yeah. will just have that feeling, that knowing of, oh my gosh, something's not right. Something's off with my kid. And you start to feel that panic and that anxiety and then come to find out they were in that moment experiencing that, that fear or anxiety. So um, that would almost be like an empathic connection. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That's a great way to look at it. It's those connections you make. And a lot of times you'll see that with, um, you know, spouses, partners, uh, soulmates, um, sometimes even, you know, like best friends that have those really tight bonds, you know, they'll make those empathic connections. And again, but it's just with that one person, right? So there's different levels. Like you might just be connected to that person and feel what that one person's feeling, but be standing next to somebody in a grocery store and have no idea what's going on with them. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're not picking up on it because it doesn't really matter. That's why there's different levels and layers to, to being an empath and figuring out which ones you have and which level you're at and which level do you want to be at? You know? I'm climbing all of them. <laughs> so some of them are very overwhelming. So, you know, again, there's those that pick up, they have to be around a person to be able to pick up anything. Then you have those connections where you're connected with them. Then you have a, a step further where there's almost like this, the collective conscious, I guess, is, is the, the key phrase for this right now, where you are collectively picking up energies from anywhere and everywhere. And you're feeling like what is going on on high, a high level you know, what are the highest levels of energy being projected by people right now? And you're picking up on it and you're feeling it as well. So. Okay. Now a question, because yeah. you're, you're talking about all of these different levels of empathy and being an empath and everything. Now, what would you consider what you and I are able to do? Cause you sit and you That's do perfect. a card reading and you, you pick up on somebody's energy, you connect to them. Now, what would that be? Would that I fall would, under this? Um, yeah, I think so. I think, well, I think it could kind of fall under. Because in a sense, you're tapping into the collective energies. You're just going, you're not near the person. Right. 
you're not connected to the person. Right. So you're tapping into the collective energies of the world and singling out that single person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. To make that momentary connection. Yeah. Right. Because you pick up on their feelings. You pick up on certain things with them. I mean, I do too, but just like in general, like that's what you do when you're right. doing readings and stuff, especially if you can't be with that person. Exactly. So that at that point, it has nothing to do with the proximity in the room because there are people that can only pick up on the energies of those who are around them. And, you know, sometimes that within itself can be very overwhelming. But then the more that this, this, clear empathy is developed, yes, you can start to branch out and reach it and, and it expands further to, yes, like you're saying, like if I'm doing a reading for somebody, I do find them out in the world and the collective. I tap into their energy and I'm feeling what they're feeling. Um, and that's where then the other gifts also then come into play and the psychic intuitive pieces start to come in and the, the clear audience kicks up and the clairvoyance kicks up and the messages start coming through and flowing. But yes, it does start with making that empathic connection um, through this clear empathy. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, it just clicked. I was, it's almost like that little piece just like popped into place. I was like, oh, but that is a sign, a part of that too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up, actually. That was a very good question. Um, and then there are people that literally just pick up on the energies of the collective. So, like, if there's a lot of grief in the world at the moment, um, you guys think about, you know, going through COVID, all that fear, all the anxiety, um, all the lockdown, all the depression that was so overwhelming for so many people. And you know, people that have this clear empathy and especially those that don't fully understand it, we're probably getting super overwhelmed with all this, this emotion and energy, even not if they even personally. Hmm? I was going to say, and not even realize why they're feeling this way. Exactly. Because maybe they weren't personally in fear. Maybe they weren't personally in anxiety, you know, like maybe they were safe in their home and they're like, you know what? Nope, I'm good but they were still getting constantly um, bombarded with these feelings of the fear and the anxiety and the, the depression that was sinking in from, you know, being on the lockdown and not being able to make connections and, and see people. And that is a form of the clear empathy on that conscious collective level, because it's just so overwhelming and it was affecting you, that person um, on such a deep, deep level, you know, to the point that, anxiety, you know, panic attacks and, you know, just being, you know, feeling confused or frozen with fear or, you know, feeling afraid of the unknown. And so it's possible that, yeah, tapping into that energy and, and not even realizing it, how much it was affecting your life and your, your body and your person and your energy. And it wasn't really even your own. Right. It was, it was all the other people's energies out in the world um, that were just so turned up on high that it was just flooding in. So definitely that happens. Um, that sounds awful. <laughs> yes. 
But it, it, I think it really is awful and it can be awful, especially if somebody does not know or understand it or how to, um, to cope or change it or deal with it. So, and then you look at things like, I know we talked um, on the last episode, uh, we were talking about um, clear cognizance and that knowing. And we touched a little bit on, you know, precognition and, and premonitions but I found when I was doing more research for this particular episode for the, the Claire empathy that your people can really tap into this Claire empathy on the collective conscious. Um, when you have things going on and people start to get premonitions about big things that are going to happen. So, you know, an example being, um, like when the, um, the nine 11 attacks, um, on the, the World Trade Center. Um, you know, people, I remember people talking about the nightmares that they were having and the fear and the anxiety they were having and um, these premonitions of these feelings of something terrible is coming, something terrible is about to happen, and it had not happened yet. Um, but it was like a collective conscious premonition of, you know, all this, heightened emotional energy, you know, that was to come that everybody was picking up on. And I don't know how much of that we had, you know, necessarily like premonitions on this go around, like with COVID, for example, I don't think it was so much anybody got the premonition so much with this, but just being in it um, as it was happening. So, but it was just a little side note that I found interesting. Like it is that clear empathy that kind of ties into that piece of on a global um, conscious collective level when it comes to those big premonitions where people all over the world, you know, are having these similar experiences before something ever even happens. Right. Um, and typically, you know, it happens more and more and more the closer that you get to the event. Um, you'll see more people start popping up saying, you know, something's off, something's not right, something's coming. Um, and they're not wrong. They're using their clairs. They're, they're picking up on this energy that's coming. They just don't always know what it is or what to do with it. So just wanted to mention that. And the other thing I wanted to mention, um, that I did not mention on last week's episode on precog, uh, sorry. No one shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're cognizant. Thank you. Was post-cognition which is post-cognition is learning and knowing something that has happened in the past that you have no way of knowing that it happened. So that was one that I would have liked to have tacked on to the end of the last um, podcast episode on Claire Cognizance. If you guys missed it, um, go check it out. And just remember this one was supposed to be in here with the premonition and uh, precognition, post-cognition. And that is what your psychic detectives use. So that is picking up on and knowing information about things that have already happened. And then they use that in that um, detective work. So that right now in my psychic development class that I had taken, um, there was something that went along with that. It was like you read somebody's timeline, which I guess would fall into this hmm. but, yeah. because then you could go back and like start from like age six or whatever to whatever age they are now 
and scan their life, their timeline for major events, whether it's traumas or happiness or whatever it is. And you could see those things. So that would go along with that ability. Yeah. With that post-cognition. Yeah, definitely. So you're still, you're clear cognizance that knowing, but you're putting it in reverse rather than in the future. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm glad we got to add that in. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little snippet, you know, <laughs> a little extra should have been added in the last one, but that's okay. We got it all together now. <laughs> All right. So just as like a recap, right? So if you're, if you're trying to figure out, okay, what level of an empath am I? Um, you know, and, and where am I at with my clear empathy um, development? And again, where do you want to be with it? <laughs> right. It's overwhelming. Yes. Um, so a, a baseline uh, empath, they're going to be able to sense the emotions and energy of people in a room. Okay. And so they're going to be able to kind of just know, sense, feel what's going on with other people. If you're a little bit deeper level with being an empath, you're, you're going to be able to sense the emotions and the energy, but then you're also going to have a hard time dealing with it because you're going to start to visit physically feel it within your body. So if somebody is having a lot of anxiety around you, you're going to start feeling that anxiety within yourself. Um, if somebody's very depressed, you might find yourself feeling very depressed. Um, and so you've got to pay attention and how you start to figure out, okay, am I an empath? And is this clear empathy turned up maybe too high, um, on me is if you are having a perfectly fine day, all is well, and you go to the grocery store and you know, whatever you're leaving and you are drained or you're sad, or you're depressed, um, your whole mood or your demeanor has just completely changed and shifted, you probably picked up somebody else's energy. And you need to let it go. <laughs> right. Because it's not yours. It's not meant for you. Um, you know, it's just the people that you interact with. I mean, you can tell. I, I mean, I can tell because I guess I've always been you know, an empath. So I don't know what it's like to not an empath. I can always tell what's going on with somebody when I'm talking to them. I can always feel and sense and get a read off of their energy. Like they're having a good day or they're having a bad day or, you know, they're in a really bad mood or they've got a lot of depression going on or they're really sad about something or they're super happy. Like, so I'm not sure, you know, I don't know what it's like to not know how that is. But it oh, it's not fun. <laughs> it did take me a while to figure out like the difference between my energy and their energy. And I really had to start being very aware of how I felt after I went out and it was around other people and the shifts. Right. Do you have any experiences you want to share? Like some stuff like that happening with you? Oh, um, I went the very first time I went to that class, I, you know, we started the class off with meditation and so on and so forth and a little talk. And while she's talking, I'm just like absolutely overwhelmed with this awful sadness. I have no idea where the sadness is coming from. You know, it's not like it's my first time out in the world and, you know, I'm a scared little puppy in the corner. It's like, 
I didn't understand it. And all through meditation, I was crying, like tears streaming down my face while I'm trying to meditate. And then after it was done, it was just overwhelming sadness. I was, I, it was really hard to like lose it like that in front of like nine strangers. Right. And like, so I had no idea where this was coming from, what was going on. I mean, I've been an empath too, but never on this level to where I was just like knocked on my ass like this and just not understanding where it was coming from, who it was coming from, what it was, why I was feeling it. I had to run to the bathroom. And even after going to the bathroom and coming out, I still couldn't pull it together. And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, I have no idea what's happening to me. I honestly truly don't. And I was finally able to pull myself out of this space. And later on, I was sitting in front of a woman and it just that because my damn, you know, clicked on that knowing shit. And I was like, it was you. Uh, I know it was you because then I was seeing what the sadness was. I was seeing her sad. I was seeing what she experienced that day and what she has been experiencing leading up to that. And so it was like, oh, okay. It was you. Darn it. I got to get better at this. (laughs) So again, like that's a a perfect example of how you completely shifted and it was overwhelming and you couldn't even figure out why, you know, at first, like, why is this happening to me? What is going on? Like, because there was no reason for you to be that way. Yeah. So mentally your brain is saying, this isn't right. I know this isn't right. This isn't me. Yeah. I I so knew it wasn't me. It was like, what is like, did I just walk into like the freaking port of hell here or something? Like, you know, why, what, who, where, what, where? (laughs) So I knew it wasn't me, but it, oh, to finally, you were able to figure out who and what it was coming from. And, you know, that way you could clear it, you know, separate from it and release it and be like, okay, you know what? That was all you. That didn't have anything to do with me. But the problem we run into are people out here that are turned on, you know, full blast, you know, empaths with their, their clear empathy levels on high. And they go out into these settings and they start having these panic attacks and they start having these, you know, overwhelming feelings of all these people around them and a part of them knows that's not right. Like that some single part of their brain says there's nothing wrong with me. I have no reason to feel like this, but it can be so overwhelming to the point that that part of the brain just eventually shuts off and stops fighting and stops trying to talk you out of it. And you just become so overwhelmed, you know, and but at the end of the day, it's still not your energy. You were just so like the people out here that are experiencing this, your energy is so wide open and you're allowing your empathy to just be so raw that you're picking up everybody's stuff and you're taking it all on and you don't even know that you're doing it. And so that's the problem that we, I see, I think the most with, this particular Claire and people who don't understand it and don't know how to use it. 
um, it can be very debilitating. And this is when people start to don't go out in public. You know, they <laughs> don't go socialize. They don't go to crowds. They don't go to the grocery store. You know, they don't do anything because the energy is so overwhelming. You're singing my song. <laughs> right. Like, it, you know, and, and the sad thing is, you know, if people can, can learn more about this particular Claire and, and how to work with it, they can go back to functioning out in society and not need all the anxiety pills and antidepressants. Oh, I'm not on meds. That's probably why it's like, I'm just like, it's too peopley out there, but I'm getting right. better. I really am getting better. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. 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 But there are people that they, they do, they, they go to the medications to cope when really now I'm, I would never tell anybody don't take your meds. Okay. So please disclaimer. I am not a doctor. Do not take that advice. But I am saying, do you? <laughs> I am saying, if you feel like you're an empath and this clear empathy stuff is kind of starting to make sense to you, I would definitely encourage you to work on, and we will talk about it, how to protect yourself and how to clear these energies that are not yours so that you can go out to the grocery store or you know, be around crowds or be around family members, even at, you know, the holidays and not be overwhelmed with all of these outside energies. And, and, and sometimes the effects of going out and picking up all these energies and not knowing what to do with them can be debilitating for days. I mean, you, you can't get out of bed, you feel sick, you're tired, you're fatigued, you're in pain, and you have no idea why. You just took on everybody's shit. That's why. Right? <laughs> it's not yours. And it's not like you taking on all that shit helped any of those people. Right. Okay, that's the thing that I think people also need to understand. All those people kept their shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're still dealing with all their shit. You just took a whole bunch of their baggage with them, with you, but they still have their more baggage at home. Yeah. Like, it's not like you lighten their load any. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so there's no need for some kind of martyr syndrome here. Well, if I took a little bit of their pain, then maybe they'll feel, no, no, no. No, nope, that's so not how that works. That's not how that works at all. No. Nope. So you're not doing them any favors. All you're doing is hurting yourself and then dimming yourself and pulling yourself so far down, low vibrationally, that you're dimming your light, and then you're really not helping anybody, right. you know, because we need to, you know, be who we are and full on our power and gifts so that we can affect real change in our lives and lives of those around us. And if you're taking on somebody's stuff that is not yours to take on, you're, you're not really helping them or yourself, you know are getting anywhere in the long run. So that being said, if you are feeling like you're listening to this, that is me. That is, that is me. I have a problem with taking on everybody's energy that I don't even like to go to the grocery store. I go in the middle of the night when nobody's there or right. mid morning when everybody's at work so I can get in and out. Um, okay. Here's what you can do. Um, for one, own it, right? Exactly. Definitely own it. <laughs> own it. If you, 
be open, be like, yeah, no, I don't really like to do that. You'll sooner or later, it won't be such a problem anymore. Right. But. So first thing you got to do is own it. Now, so people who are empaths and have this clear, they're often considered super sensitive. You might be told you're so sensitive. <laughs> you're too sensitive. Okay. Um, but it is a gift. Okay. And that's, that's when I had to learn for myself. Yes, I am super sensitive, but you know what? It's who I am. It's a gift that I have. And I have now learned how to work with it and control it so that I can function and be who I am and still be sensitive. Um, but not take on everybody's stuff that I don't need. And and, we, and this is ongoing, you guys. You never like fully accomplish any of this. Like I can't say I'm a pro. You know, I still have my moments where somebody has got something going on and I'm right there in the floor crying with you. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm still trying to learn how to control it. And it's something I've had all of my life. Right, right. So, you know, but you can baby step. You can baby step. So, some things that you might be sensitive to and can help to start balancing out your energy and protect yourself. Um, the people you are around. Okay. So if you can choose who you're around, be choosy until you can figure out what is your energy, what is your baseline, who are you with, within yourself and who is somebody else? Because the hardest thing is to figure out what's your energy level. What's right. So, like when you go around somebody, how does this person feel? Like exactly. when this person was coming near me, how did they feel? And you start to pick that up more and it'll help you recognize it. Right. Right. Exactly. So, and also, as you guys know, I am all about the meditation mm -hmm. and the spending time with yourself. And that is because it lets you know what your energy is versus everybody else's energy. It also lets you know what is, you know, grounded energy feel like, what does connected energy feel like, what does divine energy feel like, right? So you can start to understand what the different feelings are so that when you start to encounter other people's energies, you can immediately say, yep, nope, that's not mine and I am not taking it on. So, but you got to know who you are and you got to know what your energy is. So start inward, of course, first is, is what I always say. Right. So other things that you might be sensitive to and you need to pay attention to how it affects your energy can be TV, music, movies. If you know you react strongly to movies and TV, then you need to be censoring what you're exposing yourself to. Oh, no, come on. You're taking on energy that if you don't know how to just set it down at the end of the night and walk away like, oh, okay, that was a cool movie and be done. You can carry that energy with you for days. No, you can. <laughs> and that is totally why I do not watch horror films. Oh, it doesn't matter what I'm watching. I always, it's like, shut up, mom's crying. <laughs> it's like, why are you crying? I don't know. I just feel the feelings. <laughs> right. I mean, so, and really, it doesn't matter what I'm watching. It's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's, what energies do you want to expose yourself to? I don't watch horror films because that creepy crawly feeling that that tingles up the back of your neck. I love it. You know, oh, oh, I hate it. 
I can't do it. And it, it lingers for days. I can't do it. I, I hate to go off subject, but you know how I've been talking to you about like, you know, I want to see stuff. And well, mm-hmm. since we're doing the Claire's, I want to see stuff. Why aren't mm-hmm. I seeing things? So today I was picking up downstairs and I was doing something. My youngest was on the couch and my oldest, she was supposed to be in her room. So I'm facing away from where she, like sideways from where she's standing and I'm like, do, 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 and I look up and I see something out of the corner of my eye and I look over and I let out a giant scream. It scared the ever-loving shit out of me. So I jump and, ah, scream, and she freaking, ah, almost spills her juice cup all over the place. <laughs> and what came to mind was, and this is why I don't get to see shit, because I react like that. Ah, there you go. You got a message out of it, though, huh? (laughs) Right. It's like, and this is why I don't get to see shit, because I react like that. No matter how badly I want it, this is how I react. and They're not going to give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) See, so it's it's blocking you. It's blocking you. (laughs) It's like, but I like that scare. Come on, give it to me. I do not like this scare. I don't. So I, I know my energy is sensitive, so I stay away from stuff that I feel like is going to affect me. You're so. all light and I'm all shadow. Until <laughs> <laughs> you get jumped and you're like, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I'd be like, yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> uh, oh, another thing, you guys, that um, impasse and that have their clarity turned on is you can feel the energy in a room, especially lingering, lingering energy or residual energy. So it's like you can walk into a space and you can feel like an argument was taking place there. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know, you might all of a sudden feel like you want to argue with somebody because you're picking up that energy. Right. You just and walked then, into a room that mm-hmm, where somebody- it just needs to be cleared. Yep. So interesting little, didn't want to forget to add that one. Oh, that was like my camper. He was like, yes. it's not that it's bad. It's just, you know, it's residual. It just needs to be cleared out of here. It's like, oh, yes. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I picked up on that. Um, some other things you might be sensitive to are the weather or the seasons. It's another sign you might have some of the, the empathy, uh, clear empathy turned on. Rather, and, um, so another thing is, and I think we talked, I think I might've already mentioned this, that like you can get drained after being in crowds. You can actually start to feel physically sick. Um, even though you have no fever, you feeling like you have the flu, but you have no, you don't have the flu. You don't have a fever. You don't, but you feel like you're getting sick. Um, and that's from taking on all that energy and not clearing it out of you. Um, so, you know, that's something else to pay attention to. Um, So, okay, what do you do? Let's just get into it. What do you do? Well, for one, you want to shield yourself and you want to protect yourself and you want to protect your energy so that you're not picking up and taking on all this stuff that's not yours. So I know on the podcast and on our YouTube channel, um, I have the Pentacle of Protection meditation that you guys can try. Um, Work with it. And if you work with it enough, it becomes like second nature. You can put this little shield of protection up around you and it takes almost no time, right? Like if you just practice, get a system down, anytime you feel like you need to shield, 
you can throw that pinnacle of protection up and shield yourself, shield your energy. Nothing is getting through. Okay. You're not going to be taking on people's energy. Um, and if somebody's trying to, the good thing about this one is if somebody's trying to be an energy vampire, they're not going to take energy from you. But then also people can't be sending you negative energy because again, you're protected. But also when you're inside this pinnacle of protection, you guys can go find it. That's what it's called. Um, you're safe. So you're not going to be out there in a crowd or going to the grocery store or going to do whatever it is that you need to do. You don't have to worry about, am I going to pick up on something and have a panic attack or, you know, get depressed or, you know, get overwhelmed or, you know, feel sick in bed for a few days because you took on way too much. Right. So protecting your energy, protecting, um, you know, your aura and your space. So you can do the pinnacle of protection. You can also wear protective crystals and stones and work with those and set the intention and ask them to work with you to protect your energy and your aura from taking on other people's energies. Okay. And I know this sounds like we're asking you to dampen your clear empathy ability, but honestly, you've got to know how to work with it. Right. That's not something you want to have pulled on turned on all the time. It's really not a nice thing to have constantly with you. Exactly. Nice to know yourself. Exactly. And so once you learn your energy and you learn more about this clear and how to work with it, then you can consciously choose when to use this ability and when not to, but you've got to learn to protect yourself first. So putting up that energetic barrier with the pinnacle of protection, any of your um, protection stones, your black stones are going to be your protective stones. So, you know, you've got obsidian, um, your black tourmaline. Um, tiger's eye. Tiger's eye, uh, hematite. Um, jet is a great one. Um, i trying to think. Uh, onyx is a great one. I love onyx. Um, I wore that one today when I went to the hospital. Um, so, you know, when you know you're going places, put your protective stones on and there is on the podcast and again on our YouTube channel, how to work with crystals. So if you're not sure how to work with crystals, you can go check out those episodes and we talk about how to choose your crystals, clean and cleanse your crystals and, you know, program them and work with them and ask them to help you, you know, protect your energy when you're going out and about. Okay. So another thing that you can do is just literally visualize, and it does take a little bit of practice, but visualize yourself in this white bubble of light protection where everything just bounces off the bubble. Just bounces off. Doesn't come through, doesn't hit you, doesn't affect you. It just kind of bounces off and goes back wherever it needs to. Right. And if you can't visualize and if you're not into meditation, and you can just um, tell yourself that you're protected. Yes. Attach a feeling to it. Like this is the feeling of that I am protected. I am protected now. And that's another way that you can do that. Yeah. And if you guys don't have any black stones or crystals, um, clear quartz is a great one. It's programmable. So you can ask it to do anything. And you can ask it to just put up that shield 
of um, protection around you, so that's always an option as well if you don't have um, any black stones. Um, clear quartz is a great one because you can you can ask it to do anything. Um, right. So you can ask it to shield you up and it will definitely help. Um, and then the last piece is, you know, okay, you, you, you put up your protection, you went out, you got home and you still feel kind of off because maybe you, you, something got through, right? And you just don't feel right. You're not yourself. You want to clear yourself, cleanse yourself of these energies <laughs> and you you cannot over cleanse and clear your energy. Okay. That's, it's not even possible to do that. Like, so that you can't overdose on, on being clean. Okay. <laughs> Doing this work. Clean energy. That is <laughs> right. Right. It really is. It's so important. Um, okay. So there's a few different things you can do. Of course you can do the sage. And if you're going to do this, please, if you are getting home from somewhere and you know you're off, sage yourself before you go inside. Okay, so you can use a white sage bundle, sage yourself, and you just can chant and repeat in your mind, I clear and release all energies that do not belong to me and send them back to where they need to be. It even rhymes. Yes, it does. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Oh, boy. I'm not sure I can say it like I did. It just came out just right. Um, I cleanse the clear and release all energies that do not belong to me and send them back to where they need to be. There you go. So I think I did it right. I think I said it same twice. All right, everybody. Rewind and re-listen. Um, another option is, of course, our clear and protect spray, which you guys can get on the website, thewitchsource.com. Um, it is a blend, um, and it does clear and protect. So it's great to use if you know you're going out in public and you want to put up that layer of protection. You can spray up before you go out, and then you can spray before you come back home. Um, I do like to keep some in my car, so I keep the, the smaller size in my car for when I'm traveling. Um, and then I keep a big one at home because I use it a lot. Um, so that's two ways that you can just clear when you're going in and out. Um, if you don't have access to anything, you know, you can't buy the sage, you can't get the spray or whatever, that's fine. At least just envision yourself being flooded with this, whatever you believe, divine source, light, energy, just pouring all the way down you like a, a waterfall and just washing you clear and clean. Or go have a shower and do the same thing. Yes. So that was the next thing on the list. If you oh, sorry. Like, no. If you feel like it's just you got you, it's not working, go take that shower. Yep. And they say like you can scrub with rock salts and stuff like that if you want and but really just envision the shower, just washing all the negativity down the drain and away from you. Yeah. Yeah. You can use the salt scrub, like Rose said, or you can do a salt bath. Um, and then you just let all of it rinse down the drain. Um, you can also cleanse your aura and your, um, chakras this way as well. So you just see the water from the shower, you know, just coming down through your aura, through your chakra system and just washing any and all negativity and energies that are not yours and clearing you, um, you know, back to who you are and meant to be. Right. So 
hopefully that helps putting up that protection, you know, and, and protecting yourself before you go out. I think you're going to have a little bit easier time, one, figuring out who and what your energy is versus other people. It, the way you're looking at me is like very stern. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't mean it. <laughs> I mean, I know you guys can't see her, but I can. And it's like, she's, it's almost like she's saying it right to me. It's like, you need to protect yourself, you know, put that, put that protection up, you know, do the well, sage. <laughs> it's so, so important. It's so important to protect yourself and your energy. I mean, really, like if you're tired of feeling tired, if you're tired of dealing with anxiety, if you're tired of dealing with depression, if you're tired well, of dealing with stuff that is not yours. If there's any empaths watching this episode, they definitely felt how important that was right there. <laughs> they would be like, man, she is serious. I need to go get some cleansing done. I need to go get in the shower, get reset. And I'm going to be protecting myself from now on when I go out in the world. <laughs> it's so, so, so important. And that's just, that's a start in the right direction, right? If you guys want more tips, if you've got um, questions, with, you know, this clear empathy and being an empath, if you want more um, information on what to do and, and how to deal, please reach out. Okay, you guys can please, please, please like, follow and share us on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe on YouTube. Um, we go live on Mondays. Uh, I do live card readings on Mondays on Facebook and YouTube. Then Rose and I do witchy talks on Friday nights with some card pulls. So great time to come in, ask questions. But the biggest resource you guys is Oh, and then you get to see my empath at at work because I haven't learned how to control that yet. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. But um, the first one I was really sad and then the second one I was really mad. <laughs> she's just going through them all. She's just feeling it all. So you can get a taste of what it looks like to be a, a, an empath on a live. <laughs> Wide open. <laughs> no, we do. We have fun. And honestly, if you want more information, you really have questions, you want some help, get in the Facebook group, The Witch Source Society, and post. All right. Ask post your questions. questions. Yeah. Ask the questions. Post your comments. We'd love and to hear from you. We want to help. Right. Definitely, always. I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to be like, you could even post anonymously or, you know, yeah. message us directly if you don't want to post your questions. And, and Yeah, absolutely. That's totally an option as well. It's really so, us. We really do respond to you and interact with you in the group. And We are there. It is us. Um, you can also send your questions um, if there's a podcast episodes you guys want to know or hear about. Um, we are building um, up to do some listener question and answers and comments um, and, and share your guys' stories. So if you um, want to, we would love to hear from you. You can send us emails at thewitchsource at gmail.com. So, and then we do respond. I do get those and I respond. And um, you know, if you don't want to get in the group and ask a question, or if you're not on Facebook and you just want to reach out, you can always send us an email and I will get it and we will read it and we will respond. Um, but we want to know what you guys want to know. So we are given, we're giving you what we got 
and we're giving you our tips and tricks. Um, there are plenty more, that is for sure, that we can't cover here. So if you have more questions, let us know. And again, join the group, you guys. It's a really great place to be. But if you are listening, wherever you are listening to this podcast uh, on, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a great review and share and tell your friends. And don't forget, you can check out um, a lot of stuff on us. Actually, you can find about us, uh, readings, the store, all of our links, videos, everything at thewitchsource.com. So that's the website. Check it out. And not only you guys do we have the clear and protect spray, we're about to expand uh-huh. on that. So excited. Um, we are making a clear protect and love spray to bring in more of that love energy. And then we're also doing a clear protect and sleep spray. I would so like one we- of each, please. Yes, right? <laughs> so not only are you clearing yourself, you're protecting yourself, um, but you can do some dream work. Some people just need some sleep work. Uh, you can do some self-love work, or you can bring in that loving energy. So lots of cool stuff um, coming up, you guys. So stay tuned and keep checking so, back to the website. I heard these were going to be in limited bunches, so, you know, they or limited sure batches. So I definitely. This is true. It is going to be uh, a limited limited quantity um you know maybe maybe if they do really well we'll we'll bring them back but right now it's just a small batch or like your altar your traveling altar kits those are limited oh yeah the traveling altar kits you guys are limited and they are super cute you should totally go check those out on the website (laughs) um i love them So, but yeah, lots of fun stuff, lots of cool stuff. You know, we, we are here um, sharing what we know, trying to help you guys out and want to continue to do so. So please send us your questions, your comments, interact with us at all the social media sites. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and we do appreciate all your support when you get a reading or buy from our shop. Right, definitely. All right, you guys. So that is it for us this go round. And let's see, we'll be back. So- so that's all on smelling shit, tasting shit, and feeling shit. Exactly. So that was and your Claire Cognizance, or I'm sorry, Claire Goosens, Claire Aliens, and Claire uh, Empathy. And we will be back next week as we talk about Claire Sentience and maybe some Claire Tangency. Is that a tangerine? Does it have it? Does it involve tangerines? <laughs> Do I need to go to the store and get a bundle of tangerines? You do not, but they are good and it would be really healthy. Um, And it would kind of probably help boost up your chakras, especially that, you know, that orange one. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, girl. You celebrate this. Light them up. See, I know about them, but I just don't know where they are. <laughs> I like it. Okay, the one's purple. There's a blue one. There's a yellow one. There's an orange one, a red one. I have to make you review review the Claire's again, or the, the, the chakras again. Oh, come on. <laughs> Chakra review. It's the purple one. <laughs> so funny. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. We do appreciate you. Uh, We'll hope you'll join us. Um, Witchy Talk Friday night, Rose? 
Oh, I wanted to steal your line. Stay magical. Yes, please. We can do it on you Friday. You steal my line. I do. Yeah. I do. Love my magic. Stay magical. Ah, love your light. Love your shadow. Stay magical. There you go. There you go. All right. We're signing off, you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.